So this podcast is for the people who have something that they're doing, a job or career, and they're not passionate about it. Yeah. So this is not like, hey, go look for something else you're passionate about. This podcast, this specific episode is about finding the passion where you are. So we're going to give you some actionable steps on how to find passion where you are. Yeah. Right. We're not right. saying get up and go. Grass is green or somewhere exactly. else. Grass can be green where you are. These are, are just some actionable steps to help you get some more passion. Yeah. I'm Rhett. And I'm Brandon. And, and we're, we're the house dads. dads. Because we're dads who sell houses. But we're also husbands, business owners, sports freaks, Christians, friends, marketing nerds, TV show bingers, and so many more things. Like so many of you, we're just trying to do it all. And we're trying to do it well. And that's what we're here to talk about. Hey everybody, welcome to House Dads episode 8. We are so thankful that you're here. Hope you've enjoyed it so far. We, uh, I mean, I don't know if I was expecting to like it this much, but I've been having a blast doing good, this. good, man. With you. We've been getting some really good feedback, yeah. uh, suspiciously good feedback. We also welcome right. negative feedback. Please tell us what we're doing wrong so we can achieve uh, excellence. For sure. Everybody that's given us the positive feedback so far, it means the world. But every time you give it to me, I'm like, okay, are you sure there's <laughs> nothing we could be doing better? But no, seriously, thank you guys so much for the feedback, positive and the tips that we've had so yes, far. Love it. Super excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about something that's applicable to everybody, no matter what industry, no matter you know what you do for a living. So it's going to be a good one. Uh, we're going to be talking about finding passion in your work. And so, um, you know, there, there, this is like not something that's a novel or a new idea for you, but we hope that today we'll provide you some stuff that you can find passion in whatever you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So obviously, uh, I'll give the disclaimer real quick as I'm clearing my throat, <laughs> Please. uh, past couple of days, my voice has just disappeared. It, right. it, it has come back a little bit today. I think they were like, all right, podcast, let's give Reddit's voice back. But, uh, you're going to hear me clear my throat. Uh, I'm not hitting puberty. I've already done that. Good. So, Proud of um, you. That's not what that is. But, but yes, the topic about uh, you know episode eight, finding passion in your work, is something that I'm passionate about because I feel that? like I have passion in my work, and I just see so many um, others just kind of like, oh, I can't wait till Friday right. for the weekend. And right. I, this sounds corny, but Monday is one of my favorite days, right. just because I'm so I'm so routine. It. We get back at it. Uh, but you hear all the time, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. And it's a corny, funny saying. I mean, it's true. If you love what you're doing, it's not doesn't be it's not to be seen as work. But people so much stress to find the passion in their work or find a passionate job, something that they're passionate about, that they they don't settle for anything less. So they're just they're just chilling unemployed yeah. because they want something that just fuels them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and that's the thing I you know, I tell my my group all the time, like uh, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, especially in real estate, you're not going to be doing it very long. <laughs> I think we had somebody trip. Hey, nice. no, no, no. Let's keep going. Let's awesome. keep going. Yeah, Damn, yeah, the man just tripped over one. Now of y'all get to see lights. how uh, how uh, real this is. <laughs> Our videographer Camden just uh, probably trying to get the best angle. Broke his tailbone, yeah. but anyway, all right, let's go. Um, I, I tell my team all the time that uh, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're not going to be doing this very long. Because, <clears throat> and I think that's everybody's career because we've all got challenges and difficulties, whether it's with people that you work with or the people that you're, you know, selling to or servicing or whatnot. So if you don't have passion in it, yeah, it's going to be 
you're you're not looking forward to Monday yeah. every day or, or or every week. I never thought that I was going to be selling real estate. Yeah. Like I didn't grow up. I've heard other people's stories about selling real estate. I never thought that I'd be pastoring. I never thought I'd be doing any of the things that I do today, but yet I'm very passionate about them. Right. I know a lot of people talk about I always wanted to do this and uh that's why they're so passionate about it. You didn't always want to do real estate, right? No, no. And that's uh, the story I was going to share. I get a little vulnerable with you guys. Um so a lot of people don't know this and the people that do know this are going to be like, all right, they're going to start digging up the old footage. <laughs> is there footage? There's footage and there is recordings. So yes. in high school and a little bit in the college, <clears throat> I was like so big into music. Yeah. I had an acoustic guitar. My parents gave me an acoustic guitar in like early high school. Taught myself just the major, I mean, it was not technical at all. Taught myself the major stuff. Uh, and of course, when you're in high school, you think, you know, you just know everything about relationships. So I would just, <laughs> I would write these sappy love songs Serenade. on my guitar. Yes. Uh, I would play in coffee shops, open mic nights and stuff like that. Heck yeah. Um, and it was just something I was super passionate about. Um, and I don't know if I was good or not. I don't know if I just had supportive <laughs> friends that just loved to come watch me, but it was, a, it was a thing. I made That's like cool. a CD on my own and sold it and this and that, but I was just super passionate about it. And I remember going into college, it just kind of hit me. Like, yeah. like at one point I was okay with just being, you know, I'm going to tour the country in my car. Right. I don't care what I make. I just want to play music. Right. And then as you grow up, you start to get hit with, um, you know, this may not be the most realistic thing. Yeah, am me, I going to make know? money doing yeah, this Like, or wait, not? your parents are not going to, y'all aren't going to pay for me forever, like <laughs> to, to fill up my car and room and board. So as, you know, as life went on, as college, picking your major, all these life decisions hit you, I was not thrilled to go into the workforce, right? right? I mean, I saw my dad doing real estate. I always had like still the entrepreneur spirit, but yeah. I wasn't passionate about it as much as music. Right. So it was a, it was a mental battle, man, of like, all right, I'm in the real world. I guess I got to give up what I'm passionate about and, and join the, the group of miserable people. Right. Yeah. Passion doesn't necessarily pay the bills, yeah. but whatever you do that does pay the bills, being passionate about it obviously helps. Yes. So it was a, it was a tough time. And, um, you know, I'll pick it up. I'll pick it back up one day, but nonetheless, I am very passionate about what I do today, but it, it was a process, right? Yeah. It wasn't like, all right, cool. I'm passionate about real estate. Right. It takes, it takes a lot of developing. It takes some actionable steps, which we're going to talk about. Right. Uh, but before we get into that, I thought it'd be cool to kind of give some, <clears throat> some stats and numbers, uh, on the topic of generations and their satisfaction with work. Um, but the first survey we have is careerbuilder.com. That's the thing. Um, <laughs> they did a study on the average length of time that different generations stay at their job. Yeah, it's interesting. So looking at these stats, you can you can probably guess where we're going. Uh, baby, baby boomers, 57 to 75 years old, they spend an average of eight years and three months at a job. Yeah. Different generation, they're seen as like hardworking, loyal. Yeah. They're like, look, I got to pay the bills. I'm going to do what it takes. Right. Right. And those are the ones that you see retire. Yes. And they've been at that company for 20 and 30 yep. years. They yep. don't see their job as like, I'm just so, I'm so, it's just like, hey, I got to go to work. Yep. And I'm going to do it as long as I need to to retire and yep. put food on the table. Yep. You get into the Gen Xers, which are 41 to 56 year olds. Uh, they stay at a job at an average of five years in two months. Yeah. So you're starting to see a little transition here, a little less time, but still five years is fairly, fairly long. Right. Get into the millennials, 25 to 40 years old, which is us, yeah. right? You're, you're 24, right? Or 25? <laughs> okay. No, you're, how old are you? <laughs> 31. I know you're 31. I'm 35. So Man, we're in 25. We're that was the good days. <laughs> good old days. Um, 
their figure is two years and nine months. That's crazy. So they're they're staying at a job much shorter than yeah. the rest. Can you imagine what Gen Z will be? We don't have Gen those Z. Stats. Actually, I didn't put it, but it's similar. It's it like really, two, two yeah. Years. And I'm surprised most of them don't already have just their side hustles yeah. and <laughs> door dashing and things like exactly. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons for like that length of time, that average length of time, whether it be long or short. But what we're looking at today is simply put, millennials and younger generation. Uh, younger generations are looking for jobs that give them passion right. or give them flexibility to pursue other things they're passionate about. Yeah. And they're not settling for anything less. I think it's interesting, these stats, uh, these figures with these different generations. I think it's also not even just the employee mm-hmm. that has changed like they want to be passionate about the work, but it's also the employer. Like I think about these baby boomers yep. and how, you know, they retired for these companies after 20 and 30 years. Well, those companies you could see a lot of times invested into awesome retirement for these yep. folks. They really built a family around their businesses. And I think when we saw started to see like, you know, uh, the bigger corporations start to degrade and fade away from that. Well, then you saw Gen Xers and millennials where they're like, well, I'm going to have to go make it on my own because yeah. my company doesn't care about right. me. Yeah. And so they had to be passionate about it. For sure. That way too. So they're not settling is, is, a, is a big thing. They're yeah, exactly. something that fills that. And uh, so I kind of dug a little deeper, um, went to careervision.org. But this these stats basically kind of showcase how happy people are with their jobs. So right. you see people, I mean, they have jobs, but are they happy with it? Mm-hmm. Um, do they see a future in it? Right. So these are kind of some, uh, I'll say fun numbers. They're kind of discouraging, but it says across America, 45% of workers say they are either satisfied or extremely satisfied with their jobs. Mm. So 45%. Pretty solid. Almost half of the country is satisfied with their jobs. So. I don't know. Is that good? <laughs> That's why I was like, the other half is not very yeah, satisfied. Yeah, I don't know. But only 20% feel very passionate right. about their jobs. Right. That is a low number. Yeah. 20% of people in this country are, are feeling very passionate about their jobs. 33% believe they have reached a dead end in their career. Wow. A third. 21% are eager to change careers. Wow. So they're like, they're on LinkedIn, yeah. flirting on that, looking for something else. Um, and then the theme that we've kind of already said, older workers are most satisfied and most engaged in their work. Right. Younger workers are most distressed and they feel the least amount of loyalty hmm. to their employers. I think there's a whole deal we can go into that about the loyalty of the older generation versus <clears throat> the younger generation. Yeah. Probably what we've discussed on earlier podcasts about, you know, how easy it is to compare nowadays. And right. so I think uh, we can be looking for passion or misdirected passion in yeah. all the other places. But interesting stats for sure. Yeah. And again, that can be discouraging or discouraging. Uh, so this podcast is for the people who who have something that they're doing, a job or career, and they're not passionate about it. Yeah. So this is not like, hey, go look for something else you're passionate about. This This podcast, this specific episode is about finding the passion where you are. Right. You can see, you know, again, following the comparison game and that's looking ahead, but, um, you know, looking at other people that are loving their job, they seem to have a more fun job. You probably, you know, you may be able to feel stuck and this is, this is for you. So we're going to give you some actionable steps on how to find passion where you are. Yeah. Right. We're not right. saying get up and go grass is green or somewhere exactly. else. Grass can be green where you are. These are, are just some actionable steps to help you get some more passion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. First one I have and it can be honestly applicable to anything, just to be open-minded, Yeah. right? So if you go into any situation with a closed mind, your mind already made up, you're limiting the chances of you experiencing something new that could turn into a passion. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 
Because whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. Yeah. And I truly believe, like you said, that the grass isn't always greener, that a lot of times we've already decided in our current situation that we're not going to be passionate about this. We're not going to do this for a long period of time. We couldn't see how this possibly could help other people or, or help further us and what we want to do for our family. And so once that's decided, you're right. It's final and it's over. Yeah. You know, whatever you're looking for, you are going to find. So even just being open-minded to the possibility of where you're currently at right. is something that you could be passionate about mm-hmm. is the open door for you to potentially be passionate about yeah. it. And it's funny because as, as we're growing up, <clears throat> there's like these occupations that are really glamorized. Like, right. what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And you hear what? There's like five or six of them. Astronaut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, professional sports player, professional yeah. musician, all right. of these like really glamorized uh, professions. And then when you get out of college or you go to college, you're like, oh, I could be... I don't even want to name occupations because I don't want to downgrade them. A hundred like, different. No one wakes up really saying, you know what? I want to be a plumber. I want to be an HVAC tech. Right. I want like the trade, like right. trade stuff. Right. But if you have an open mind going into that, right, you can absolutely discover something that you could be passionate about. Exactly, and I think that goes into a whole nother different. Um, it goes a lot deeper about being open minded about. Your job is not just exactly that trade or service that you offer. Right. Like we don't consider ourselves just real estate agents, right? Mm -hmm. Just team leaders, just brokers. And just the same way, you know, I've got friends that are tradesmen that do plumbing and roofing and all those different things. It's not what gets them up on a Monday to say, man, I can't wait to go quote this roof today. You know, it's something yeah. so much more than that. I think that's what we have to be open-minded about, too, is that we're not just just that job, just that trade, just that service or, or business that we're involved with. It's, it's so much deeper than that, too. Yeah. And again, this goes to, like, anything in life. Have an open mind. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've gone into plenty of things with an open mind, and I realized, nah, not for me. Exactly. But I had an open mind to, like, exactly. absorb everything that was pitched my way. Right. So that's the first thing. Be open-minded. Second thing I have... <laughs> Don't be so focused on you. <laughs> That's Brandon. a good one. I'll have you know? to remember that. Uh, again, I'm setting the foundation right now, but basically, you know, if you're focused on you, you have a selfish mindset. Again, you're going to limit your impact. Right. You're always waking up. What about me? I'm tired. I don't want to go to work. I'm not passionate about doing what I'm, you know, signed up to do. But if you see your work as bigger than just your tasks, right. like you say in real estate, like there's bigger things than just writing contracts or showing houses. But if you see your work is bigger than those tasks, you're going to start to see things differently and you're going to start to see things deeper. Yeah. I think we've all, we both told our stories about how before we got into real estate, we worked other jobs and things mm-hmm. like that. I've pretty much always been self-employed, but I remember there was a time when Courtney and I got married that I was doing some manual labor, installing glass windows because I had to do what I, what I could to yeah. pay the bills. Right. And, and I'll tell you, I've never had more fun than that job too. There's yeah. something about working with your hands. That's a big deal yeah, sure. that I miss just getting outside and, mm-hmm. and getting some work done and stuff. But, um, I, I think being focused on number one, why I was doing it. So I wasn't focused on myself. Like it, it sucked yeah. <laughs> getting up early right. and, uh, I would always have cuts on my hands and, and just be nasty. Right. Could never, I, I liked wearing nice clothes. You couldn't wear nice clothes to go install glass windows and all that different stuff. But I was focused on, hey, I'm doing this for my wife. Right. I'm doing this for our future. And then also the people that I was doing it with yep. made everything. Right. I was just installing glass windows with my buddies. Uh-huh. We didn't really love it, but we were doing it together and yeah. we would make the fun. We would just make it fun. Yeah. You're, so. you're just kind of looking at others and uh, translating translating it over to 
parenting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what would parenting look like if we constantly, which I have to remind myself every day, <clears throat> waking up and saying, I'm tired. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Like just focusing on you. Right. Our children don't have the ability to like do things for themselves no, right. to a certain extent right now. They're still very, de- very, very dependent on us. I right. imagine that's going to be like that for a long time. Yeah, I think so. So being selfish we... and thinking of ourselves, like that's going to lead into bitterness, going to yep. lead into just like being a bad parent. Yep. You know, so that goes into work, goes into parenting, goes into a marriage. Yep. hundred percent. Golly. So, I mean, you'll see a lot of these podcasts. We have a lot of biblical foundations. I mean, that's, Bible 101, it's not about you, you know, mm-hmm. don't focus on us. That's exactly right. Um, well, you mentioned kind of doing some work with, with friends, so that kind of leads into our next yeah. uh, our next topic or next point. A good actionable thing, we're get, we've kind of set the base here, but something actionable you can do is to surround yourself with positive and passionate people. Right. Right, so if you, you've heard, you've got a quote as well, you've heard the Jim Rohn quote, you're the sum of the five people you surround yourself with, something like that. I yeah, mean, show it. me your friends, I'll show you your future. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Yeah. Like, if you are around passionate people, it's inevitable. You're probably going to get a little passionate. That's right. Yeah. And sometimes that's out of your control. Like, the place that you work, you didn't hire everybody that works there. Yep. I think more than anything, obviously, you know, th- there's different sectors and there's different factions within the place that you work. If you surround yourself with the people that are miserable, guess what? You're going to be miserable. Yeah. But I think that a big deal of that has to do with what you do outside of work. Yeah. I've seen this the most, not just in friendships and, and, and in friend groups about work, but about uh, their relationships with their wives, their relationships with their children's. When you get in those groups and all these people are talking about is complaining and negative about what happened at work and what happened at home and what happened here, you got to be very protective of the people that you surround yourself with. Because if you're feeding yourself with all that neg- negativity, right. then that's what's going to come out in your work. Yeah. It's going to be very hard to be passionate about yeah. it. So like you say, you don't really have much control about the people you work with. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. <clears throat> but what are you doing outside of work to surround yourself with the people you want to be like? Exactly. Right? It doesn't necessarily have to be passionate people, but I mean, if you were looking for passion, you should probably be around passion. If you're looking for positivity, you should probably be around positive people. hundred percent. And I think you and I both too, when we're in the position and many of you are in the position to be able to choose who you get to work with mm-hmm. and who you surround yourself with. I think you would attest to this, that when I'm hiring somebody or when I'm, you know, bringing somebody on board, that more than like how much they have sold in the past or more than anything, their attitude, yep. their passion yep. already, their positivity is what's going to set the bar for anything. I, right. I'd rather before we get into the stats of what they've sold and what they've done, yeah. I want to know what kind of person am I dealing with? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's a, that's a clutch thing to do. Um, and then the next point, <clears throat> become a master of your craft or your task. Right, become a master at it, and you're probably you may be thinking like, what, like I don't like what I'm doing. I don't. Why do I want to do that? But when you educate and you learn, all you can see, uh, if you learn what you're doing and see your task is like, I'm going to master it, and I'm just going to be the best at it. Right, it's going to open up so many more doors. Yeah. I mean, if you're at a job where you can, you know, level up and and uh, position, it's huge man. If you look for more work to do, just master what you're doing, and you're going to see what what doors it can open. I mean, I think when we started real estate, I wouldn't say now, don't hear what I'm not saying. This podcast isn't like the biggest of the biggest, but like, we didn't think about a podcast. No, absolutely. But like, we're seeing all the stuff that we're learning and we're kind of mastering our craft. We're like, all right, let's start a podcast give this back. And, and just kind of give back mm-hmm. that way, you know? Yeah, 100%. I think what's huge about that is that we, uh, 
we, we despise the small beginnings. Yes. And it's like, okay, well, this doesn't mean much, so I'm not going to make it much. Yeah. But it's like, man, when I was installing glass windows, I did want to do it well. Yeah. Right? Like, I didn't want to do it. I can't cuss. <laughs> I'm not a half, to we're biblical foundation. Halfway. <laughs> You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, halfway. Hey, halfway. They use that word in the Bible, but anyway, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, you know, I didn't want to do anything halfway. Right. And uh, you know, we want to do things with excellence. And I think that we feel sometimes that we give into this lie that it's like, well, once I get the position, once I get the career, once I get what I want, well, then I'm going to do everything with excellence, and I'm going to do it right. so well. I'm going to master my craft. I'm going to be the absolute best at it. You don't just walk into that. No. That doesn't just happen by default. It happens by design. So we have to create these systems and these disciplines that whatever we're doing, we're going to do it well, and we're going to be the best at it. Yeah. And we're going to master our craft. And so that's why I imagine that you were the best little John Mayer that there ever was. <laughs> no, no, I, I got to go find that. I started off with just like a little, uh, and again, I wasn't like the best guitar player. Right. I just knew, knew major chords, but like learning like songs. It's like ding, ding, ding. Like right. Just little picking the things. The smallest right? and then you, thing. You, you graduate to the chords, then you can write a song to it. Uh, but it's yeah. the same way in real estate. Yeah. You started off where you're like, yeah, I'm not so sure what, I, and then you continue to plug away, continue to plug away. So we can't just despise those small beginnings. Right. Like if you're faithful with the small things, well, then when you have more, you're going to be faithful with that too. Absolutely. You're going to do well with that too. Um, so yeah, don't neglect it and just don't be like, okay, well, this is not a job that's ever going to do. You can you can tell it, y'all. Like when somebody doesn't like what they're doing, yeah. And I hate to call out like a fast food worker, but fast food workers. It's like, I can tell you don't want to be here, yeah. right? But it's like, man, that attitude is not going to get you very far. But you know? on the flip side, how encouraged are you when you see, and again, doing the example of a fast food worker, you when you say, see okay. someone who is like killing it, you're yes. like, holy crap, like that's an encouragement. They don't probably want to be here, that's but right. they're doing it. Yeah, and I always try and encourage those folks. Like, yeah. hey, thank you so much for having such a great attitude. Yeah. I know you don't have to, uh-huh. you know, and, and that's such a big deal. Like that kind of stuff is contagious and you could tell you have that attitude in the place that you don't necessarily want to be. That's going to carry somebody pretty Absolutely. far. It's a Absolutely. big deal. So yeah, master your crafts. How you do one thing is how you do everything. That's Start good. Small and it's going to grow. Um, yeah. The last yeah. point we have <clears throat> doesn't really have much to do with work, but it's to have <laughs> passionate things and hobbies outside of work. Yeah. Right. So yeah. there's no job. There's no career that's going to be perfect. That gives you every single thing you want. Um, so when you put so much weight on it right, and it doesn't quite live up to it, when you leave work, what are you going to? 100%. You need to have something outside of work that gives you passion that you love to do. Uh, so if you find passion in all things that, I mean, not just one, right? right? So 100%. don't just focus on work, find passion outside of work. Yeah. And I think that no matter what, no matter how much we love what we do, you know, helping people buy and sell houses and leading our organizations and whatnot. But like, there's a point, I don't know about you where I don't want to hear about real estate anymore. Yeah, right. I'm like, like you know, next weekend, we're, we're looking to take a cruise with the family and stuff, and I'm already structuring and, and getting the team ready for where I can just, like, shut off. Yeah. You know, and I know that's not exactly what you're saying, but being able to, like, I, well, I, I'm, yeah, I'm passionate about just family rest, time. Family, like, yeah. rest, exactly. Like, so there's got to be a point where outside of what you're doing, otherwise you'll work yourself to no end. Right that there's got to be other things where you can unplug and you can reset and that you can be passionate about so that you do have that mental break yeah. to separate yourself so right. you can refuel. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so those are some actionable tips for you guys to think about. Um, you know, what do you, is it your mindset you need to change? Is it the people you're surrounded with? Whatever. 
just find just find something that just little steps. We've talked about it in, in past episodes. Little things, even moving slow, is moving forward. That's right. You don't have to feel stuck. Uh, the grass can be green where it is. And speaking specifically to realtors, like I'm not passionate about writing up a contract. <laughs> right. I'm not passionate about scheduling showings or you know that kind of stuff. But man, when you buy and sell a house, yeah. you are oftentimes in a very, very pivotal part of your life. Right. It could be a very joyful thing. Right. You could have gotten married. Uh, you could have gotten a new job. You got a growing family. It could be a really sad thing. Right. You could be going through a divorce. Uh, there's a death in the family. Uh, but all that say, when, when people go through those transactions, we are oftentimes the first people, one of the first people, I've known about pregnancies before other parents right, know. Right. I know things before yeah. a lot of people do, and what an honor huge to like be a part of someone's life with that yeah you know so that's what i'm passionate about we're not salesmen yes we're in the sales industry but man we're guiding people through a very very crucial part of their life and for me to be a part of that it's honoring it's man. massive yeah. so find the passion find know? the passion and, and then what you do is that's what motivates you that's what fuels you on monday yeah, morning absolutely it, it, it's not <laughs> and that's what also helps you when you do go home and you're trying to shut it off, but you do get another call, it's like, well, this isn't just about another, you know, inspection response. This mm -hmm. isn't just another show and request. This is something that's so much bigger than that, that helps keep that fuel and yeah. keeps that fire going. I mean, just an example, we have a team member right now going through a, a transaction <laughs> and um, the the seller has lost his wife recently. Wow. He's, he's being a little difficult. Sure. And it can be easy to be like, oh, you know, just frustrated. But at the end of the day, man, that's a hard time. Right. So for us to be able to be there for him more than just real estate, whether we, you know, got to have some thick skin sometimes. That's right. He's not going to maybe realize it, but that's important. Yeah. And I think whatever your industry is, people a lot of times forget what you say, but they remember how you make them feel. Yeah. And absolutely. so if you're miserable about what you're doing, then the passion is not going yeah. to really come across. Not at all. But how you make people feel, that's how you create and that's how you build loyalty in whatever product, whatever service, or just loyalty in you, right? And even right. in your families and even in your homes. Like when people can tell that you're not passionate about them or passionate about that time that you're spending with them, then it's going to be hard to earn their trust and earn their loyalty in anything. For sure. So yeah, we just encourage you uh, to think about what you got to do. Sometimes it takes a little work. No one's going to find the passion for you. Right. You got to find it yourself. And what are the some actionable thing, actionable things you can be doing to just find passion where you are? That's right. And I hope in closing that you are passionate about following this podcast, right? So <laughs> for real, plug. yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> real, uh, whatever all that stuff is, we want you to share it. Okay. With your friends, like intentionally, it would mean the world to us. If you're like, Hey, you know what? I know that you've been struggling. You know, a friend, you know, somebody that's been struggling at work or struggling with at home, with just losing some passion, losing whatever. Maybe this could just be a little bit of uh, wisdom that helps encourage them to kind of find some passion back. Maybe just take the link, share it with somebody intentionally. That would mean the world to us. And, and we thank you so much for being here. And uh, we hope that you stay tuned for the next one.